0: Hello there, welcome to Insight, your local guide to DLR services. My name is Cahill and on today's episode we'll be focusing on the DLR Grant Scheme for 2023. The Grant Scheme provides funding for local initiatives that promote growth and development in five key areas. Business area promotion, arts, community, environment and climate action and heritage and sports. Last year alone, the Grant Scheme awarded more than €500,000 to projects around the county. Today, I'm joined by two of my colleagues, Ian and Deirdre, to talk about the scheme and their involvement in it. So, Ian, thanks very much for joining me on the show today. Um, Just first, before we dive into the the topic of the grant scheme for next year, I just want to get a little bit of background to yourself. What is your own primary role in the Council, Ian?
1: Hi, Cal. I'm the Administrative Officer in the Community Section uh, of the County Council, um, so we provide support and backup to the community development workers uh, who would work uh, largely with kind of community groups, developing those groups and helping them and assisting them in, in supporting their local communities where, mm. wherever they might be within the county. On the admin side, we also deal with various committees. There's the Joint Policing Committee, there's the uh, Local Community Development Committee, Local Policing Forum as well. So there's, there's a variety of roles there. And in amongst those roles is, is the grants as well, which we would administer.
0: And how long have you been working in the, the
1: public sector or deal or the council i've 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 been in the community department for coming up to four years but i've actually been with this county council for 25 years oh wow
0: so you've seen a a few different sides of the the council at this stage now
1: i've i've been in a number of departments yes seem to they seem to find me out every five years and move me on Um, but uh, just because
0: of your usefulness in different sections you're very kind
1: cal (laughs)
0: What inspired you to first join the the council, Ian?
1: I'd love to say that I was devoted to a, a, a you know a career where I was helping the public and stuff. It was it was actually um, I, I I needed <laughs> to move to Ireland and I got a job with the council twenty five years ago. I've met a lady who's now my wife traveling and she was in ireland i needed to move to ireland so i fell into the job 25 years ago and i've been there ever since but i do enjoy it i mean across the different departments i've been in there's a variety of roles that you take on it is enjoyable to be supporting local communities particularly in the current department but it's been in previous departments as well i mean some of the the roles have been actually more where the customer is actually the staff Um, but a lot of them it's the public and it's great to get positive reaction from um, from the public when you're, you're doing something that they appreciate
0: yeah, I would say it is. You said that part of your job is related to the the grant scheme. What can you tell us about the the grant scheme yeah.
1: that's coming up? Well, I can only speak on in relation to the community grant scheme. Obviously, um, the, the the universal grant scheme will be launching fairly soon, and one of the street the grant streams within that is the community grant stream. So that is aimed at local community and voluntary groups who are supporting their their communities. There's a variety of different grants that they can apply for within the community grants stream. So it's really about those groups and giving them the chance. Some of them would struggle to get funding elsewhere. So it provides, in some cases, seed funding for them when they're getting started. But as I say, and we'll probably get to a bit more detail, that there's a variety of streams within the community grants But we're just trying to support those groups to help develop the community within the county. And
0: what is your own involvement with the the grants process or the grant scheme itself?
1: We'd be involved in my team kind of in assessing the grants when they come in or helping to assess them when they come in and then administering, making the payments on receipt of whatever documentation we require and making sure those payments go out promptly and just making sure that the, the scheme runs smoothly particularly for the applicants, it can be a bit daunting. The council asking someone to fill out a form, there mm. is support there for anyone who has issues or problems. It is, it is an online application system, but there are staff in the office and the details when the thing goes live will, will, will be available in terms of an email address or a phone number. You can give the office a call and staff will give you a, 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 a dig out and a hand in, in fill, filling out the form so that you can make the application.
0: So we're not just pushing everything onto the, the customer themselves saying, you have to do this, we're here to help.
1: No, there are people out there for whom this is absolutely no bother at all and they don't need any assistance. And in, in a lot of cases, we've got repeat groups who would, who would apply for grants most years. But we're also trying to encourage new groups who've perhaps never applied for a grant and don't even know that they're eligible for a grant so we would you know we would hope that by publicizing the scheme we can capture more of those groups as well i mean you know i think last year we gave out about 135,000 wow. just in the community grants to about 150 groups um it would be lovely it would be lovely to push up those numbers in and a, a lot of those groups i think it's about 90% would be repeat i, I won't i won't say repeat offenders, but we would be re, would be repeat applicants but it'd be lovely to you know and we know that's not 100% of the groups out there there's plenty of other groups out there and it's just trying to get them involved and as i say as you said the support is there for those who perhaps find that process a bit daunting they've never filled out a form before never done anything online before that support is there
0: that's a, a huge, I think we gave away over, just over half a million euro last year in total across the whole grant scheme. And yeah, a yeah. massive, por- 135 grand of that, a massive yeah.
1: portion came from your own section then. Yeah. And in, in terms of the numbers of grants that we gave out, we give far more. We give to a, a much a broader range of groups than other others. Others might have more money, but they might be giving out the tens of thousands of euros where we could be giving out a few hundred. It could be for someone's insurance or it could be some running costs for a group. So, you know, we would tend to have smaller, uh, okay. a, a larger amount, but smaller grants to give out because, you know, th- as I said, there are so many groups out there who find this financial support absolutely vital to be able to operate. And for me, I'm sure some of the applicants or potential applicants
0: would be the same. I would have assumed there would be quite a high minimum threshold, like you would have to come looking for. Two, three, four, five grand. it can be as
1: little as the hundreds that you're looking for assistance with. Yes, not exactly. It's not. It's not. Not that's not the case for community grants. Uh, there there okay. is no minimum. Uh, it tends to be based on a percentage. You'll, I, I won't go into the full detail because there's too much detail there. But you know, it might be that you get seventy sure. percent of what you ask for, or eighty percent of what you ask for. In some cases, you get a hundred percent. But there's guidelines when the grants go live. There are there are guidelines for each of the different grant strands. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there will be community grant scheme guidelines on there. And whoever's applying needs to read those and just make sure they're happy that they know what they're applying for just to ensure that they're eligible. There are criteria that people need to meet. You need to be a properly constituted group. For example, you need to have a constitution. If you're already in existence, you need to show us that you've got insurance. Uh, If you're only newly um, starting up, then you can apply for um, insurance costs. So in those instances, we wouldn't necessarily need to see uh, that you've got insurance in place because you're only just setting out and and, and starting up. So, you know, there's there's a certain amount of discretion that we have there. But yeah, certainly the guidelines have full details on the criteria that you need to meet in order to qualify.
0: And for some of our listeners who may be in the dark, they may think they may be unsure as to whether or not they could apply. What sort of groups have previously been awarded funding from the, the community grants? Have you got any examples of types of groups, not even specific names?
1: Yeah, I mean, residents associations would be quite a large okay. cohort that we provide funding to, but also estate management forums, men's sheds. Uh, age-friendly active retirement groups or just age-friendly groups that are supporting the older population. We would refer to them as age-friendly groups. But also, men I said, men's sheds as well, which would tend to fall into the age-friendly category. Active retirement associations, as I mentioned. So it's, it gives you a sense of what's there. I, mean, I, I suppose possibly the largest number would be resident associations, just because there are so many throughout the county. But we also, we also support groups who would perhaps be um, perhaps charitable groups who are providing a service within the county, but perhaps doing it countywide, so it doesn't necessarily need to be contained within an estate. Okay. If you're providing a service within, once the service is within the county, it may well be that, they're, that the group could be eligible. But as I say, I'll just keep referring back to those okay. guidelines to get a sense of uh, absolutely of what the criteria are.
0: That sort of that explains how you could have so many different applicants as well, having so yeah. many different residence associations yeah. alone, let alone the other yes. the
1: groups that you yeah. would have. I think it's probably very daunting, you know, people, groups perhaps want to get started. Perhaps it's a new residence association. There, there is assistance available there from the community development start at that stage. But, you know, people perhaps dip in their toe in the water and they don't know the support is there. They don't know the grants are there. And mm. as I say, if this podcast helps to get that information out. Yeah, hopefully it does. That That's that's brilliant news. And and as I say, just ex- extend the number of groups who are aware that the funding is available.
0: With regard to the funding, is there a a total limit on how much funding you have available in community or is that based upon how many applicants you get? Is there a total figure that you can't exceed or how does
1: that work? There is a budget each year I, I can't say yep. for sure what the budget is going to be next year because um, we're going through that process and that will be down to the council to decide. Yeah, I can't know if it's in November or December. They they will set the budget at that stage. We made a recommendation. We're actually looking for the same amount of money without going into amounts. We, we're we looking for the same amount of money that we sought last year and we got last year for the grant. So we, certainly we'd be okay. po- optimistic that we will be able to provide at least the same amount of support and hopefully a bit more. Um, as we did last year. We didn't actually spend the full... When I mentioned we spent 135. That actually isn't the full allocation. It's not that we were oversubscribed and we had to cut back. We tried to give money to as many groups as we possibly could. Oh, wow. um, so again, broadening the scope of, of who applies is, is that there should, in theory, be money in the pot. Excellent. Fingers crossed that there is. Yeah.
0: I suppose, have you been involved in the grants in previous years, in the grant scheme? Have you seen a change as a result of... The, the pandemic to the process or the, even the type of applicants that you'd get.
1: Yeah, as I said before, I've, I've been in community for four years, so I've been involved with the community grants for four years. Prior to that, I was actually okay. involved with the events grants, uh, and that was completely pre-pandemic, so I can't really comment on if those have changed. But certainly the community grants, yep. there's a number of, I mean, we had money available each year during COVID, but gr- and, and a lot of, you know, one of the, the grant streams you can apply for, for example, is summer projects. So it's for groups who are providing week-long programmes during the summer for young people. They didn't know if they were going to be able to hold those programmes. So we had a lot of activities and people were just unsure. So we didn't get as many people applying during COVID because they did you know, we, who knew what, rest- you know, mm. you apply in, uh, for example, th- these ones are going live in September. You could be applying in September of this year for something that may not happen till July or August of next year. And obviously with the restrictions that were coming and going and were being put in place, it was very hard for those groups to say with any certainty Are we going to hold this event or not? So we did see a decrease in the number of events or the number of grants that were being applied for during COVID. It bounced back a little bit last year. I don't think it got quite back to the pre-COVID levels, but certainly it got back to higher levels, which was great to see. Still room for expansion further. I suppose the, 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 for ourselves, the big change is, is that we offer a um, an information session whereby there will be a video, there'll be a member of staff kind of talking, uh, anyone who wishes to tune in, there'll be a video showing the application process and takes them through actual... In, it's actually for all the grant streams, but the example we take is a community grant application. But the, the process is very similar across the different strands. Okay, And that's now online. We did used to offer a, a an in-person information session but we found we actually get better attendance by providing it online so we did that through COVID so there'll be two of those I'm not sure the actual dates yet there'll be one towards the start of the shortly I think within the week of the the grants going live and then within a week of the grants closing so within the week before they close there'll be a second session just again it's just to provide that support to groups and you know you often get people attending who've put in grants for years but they still just want to make sure they're doing it correctly. But, you you know, we do. it's nice to have the refresher. Exactly. I mean, it, it's it's not something you're doing every week. For some of them, it's it's possibly been a couple of years. Certainly, it's been nearly a year since they last applied. So it's not something that you're used to doing. So, you know, everyone is welcome to, uh, to, to sit in on that. And as I say, it'll take people through the grant process. And there will be grant managers available from, I think, most of the grant streams, if not all of them, to answer questions. So, if there are questions on sports grants or event grants or community grants or uh, I'm comfortable the different strands are, there should be people there who'd be available to answer. And if there happens to be not, then the answer the question could be jotted down, could be fed back to those people, and someone can be in touch. But it's it's an opportunity to answer questions, but also show people the, the application process.
0: So there will be between the the online sessions and the assistance that's available to to fill out application forms. It, there is a lot of engagement on our part we're
1: incredibly willing Absolutely.
0: and engaged with the, the applicants yeah. to get them the
1: funding that we have we're trying to give this money away it's it's <laughs> not like we're not trying to make it hard for people and and i i keep saying people find it daunting we have to have a, a, a you know a standardized application process i'm hoping that isn't too challenging for people but yeah we we it, it's it's we're encouraging people to apply for them and as I say, we're not trying to make things more difficult than they need to be in in, in regard to the applicant. So hopefully, hopefully, the applicant would, would agree that it's not too onerous. Um, but you'd have to you'd have, but you'd have to ask one of them about that. But generally, we get generally we get positive feedback. Great. And when do applications open, and when do they close? How long will that window be open for? Do you know, the window. I, I I can't be absolutely sure. My understanding is they were going to open on the twenty second of September. And they're going to close the week commencing the twenty fourth of October. So you've actually got—I can't again—I'm not too sure of the date within that week, but that will be, you know, that will be published uh, certainly on our social media channels. And so you've got at least four weeks in which to apply, which is hopefully plenty of time. Okay. As I say, though, those who've done it before—it's probably probably no bother at all. But you know, as I say, I don't want to don't want to put off people who think, oh no, this is going to be too tricky, because really it isn't.
0: And for any of those people, the assistance is here. We are here yes, to help. Precisely. Yeah, yeah, and just to to wrap up, then finally, where can people learn more about the the grants? Everything is on our website, is it? The application form and all the
1: information they need. When we go live, it'll be pushed out through the the, the council's social media channels. There'll be information on the website. I think there'll be. I, I'm not sure what the promotional program is going to be this year, but I think we're really concentrating on the social media side. I think we found that more effective uh, than other means. There'll all, there will be an advert in. One of the local papers, I think it's the okay. the, the the Dublin Gazette or the Donegal Gazette. So you know, and we do understand not everyone is confident using technology. So social media isn't going to catch everyone, but ho- hopefully between the social media promotion and the uh, the actual hard copy advert, the, the information will be there.
0: Especially having a lot of with community anyway, with the age friendly groups, you'd have a lot of people who aren't
1: tech natives. I don't want to cast everyone, you know, there's plenty of older people in the county who are far more technically literate than I am. <laughs> but we have to we have to acknowledge that there is a body out there for whom it is a challenge. And no matter what age, I, I think that the lucky ones are the ones yeah. who kind of gone through school relatively recently because they're using computers and smartphones the whole time. But for those of us who don't fall into that category, it's slightly more challenging.
0: It's nice to have the old fashioned hard copy as well.
1: Precisely, yeah.
0: Look, that's it. That's all for me. Unless you'd like to add anything else yourself, Ian, thank you so much for, for joining me and taking time out of your schedule today to shed some light on the, the
1: not-so-daunting process of the, the grant scheme. Well, thanks for having me, Carol. The only thing I would say, and it's reiterating what I've already said, is to encourage any group who thinks they're eligible to make an application. When when the details are released, have a look online or have a look at the advert in the paper. Find out as much information as you can. There is support there available in the background, but please... If you think you're eligible, make an application. We are trying to broaden the number of groups who actually apply, particularly for community grants. And we want to give this money away. That's what I said. (laughs) Great. Thanks very much, Ian. Thanks,
0: Cam. Hi, Deirdre. Thanks for joining me. I've already been speaking to our colleague Ian earlier on today, and I suppose it's your turn, you're up next now, to shed a bit of light on your own role in the Council and the grant scheme. That's coming up for next year. So, first of all, what's your primary role in the council, Deirdre?
2: Hi, Cahill. I am the heritage officer in the council. So I am the county
0: heritage officer. And what does that require you to do on a day to day basis?
2: Yeah, so there's a heritage officer in every county in Ireland. So we're right across the country. Mm-hmm. And our job is to promote awareness of heritage, to work within our with our colleagues in the council, you know, various different projects advising on heritage and also to work with groups and individuals across the community who might have particular interest in heritage. We develop different projects with people. We also produce books and leaflets and maps and this kind of thing to help people explore and connect with their local heritage.
0: Lovely. And how long have you worked in the the public sector or the, the council?
2: I'm relatively new, two and a half years. It was April 2020 when I
0: started. Just at the start of all the the exciting pandemic.
2: It certainly was, yeah, interesting times.
0: Certainly, to say the least. And What inspired you to first join the the council then, Deirdre?
2: I've worked in lots of different areas and in lots of different ways. I've I've worked um, for big punk companies, I've worked for myself, I've worked as a lecturer. So I wanted to bring Mm -hmm. all that experience to a new role that maybe where I could use that experience you know, and expanded out. I've always been very, very interested in working with community groups. I think amazing people doing amazing work. So I thought that in this role, I could really support that. And as I said, bring everything that I'd learned so far in my life to the role.
0: Give your knowledge back to the community.
2: Something like that. <laughs> That's hope. I hope it's working that way.
0: <laughs> and then obviously, one of the duties that you'd be involved in or responsibilities that you'd have in your role, you have an involvement in the, the grant scheme. So What can you tell us about the upcoming grant scheme, Deirdre?
2: The DLR grant scheme, it covers a a range of areas. Already been talking about the the community grants are also sports and events and environment and business grants. So I look after the heritage grants. These are open to groups, to individuals and to organizations Mm -hmm. for any, any kind of project or event or publication, digital or more traditional, anything to do with heritage and heritage is quite a broad idea so heritage can be looked at as natural built mm-hmm. and cultural okay so sort of three three broad okay. sort of areas so the grants have supported things like summer schools where we're talking about you know particular ideas around particular themes it have support has supported things like citizen mm-hmm. science projects to do at rivers it has supported books and local history you know, that might be covering the history of a community, you know, the history of people, as well as the history of buildings and places and even the history of landscapes, you know, and how places evolve. Recently as well, we've been, a few people have come to us with ideas for films, which is quite exciting. So short films, videos, the history of their particular area, of a particular time or particular theme, you know, so that's really interesting as well.
0: Wow. And I suppose that's, it's good to, have those three categories because for me personally heritage was quite a it's so wide spanning i would have had a hard time defining what heritage was but to hear the the three categories it already kind of puts it in a much more definable yeah concept
2: yeah i mean the way i define it is heritage is really just it's the interaction of people and place through time okay okay yeah. so if you think about it in that way so how have people lived in this place in this county in Dunnoo right down through time you know what have they left behind what is still changing Mm -hmm. what heritage are we leaving behind for the next generation so it's a very dynamic thing yeah yeah and it's constantly the work that communities and individuals do using the grant can make us look at heritage in a new way you know and that's why the grants are so exciting and that's why supporting people's work is so exciting because they can maybe plug into parts of heritage that we hadn't thought about you know or that haven't had a focus and i'm i'm very keen to support that as well what stories haven't been told yet yeah. you know what's not in the books
0: and there's probably an abundance of that knowledge out there that people could apply for yeah. funding through the grants to Help uh, educate everyone else in the the county and ourselves and the the council as well. I guess
2: exactly, and share the stories of a particular place or or, you know a particular niche. You know what I mean. So so that's why that's why I'm always really excited to see what comes in every year in terms of the ideas people have for, as I said, either publications, events, workshops, Mm. talks, guided walks. You know these kind of things.
0: And you say you only joined us quite recently in 2020. Have you been involved in the grant scheme? previously or is this your first year being involved with the the DLOR grants
2: yeah no i've been involved since since i started okay so this will be the the third the third year of um like we had two we had around one and around two last year So we've, yeah, and we've been through this a few times now. So with the Heritage Grant, people can apply for up to €5,000 for a particular uh, project. So, and they can apply for up to 70% of the costs of the project. So it's not a 100% grant. People will have to find the other 30% one way or another. But, you know, there's a sizable upward sort of level there and uh, now some people will apply for 500 or 600 you know what i mean for something small and that's that's fine so so we're, we're quite flexible there in terms of the scale of a thing that can be supported
0: and is there i found it quite interesting speaking with ian earlier on i didn't realize you could apply for just the, the hundreds is there a minimum threshold for how much somebody can apply for
2: no there's no minimum each type of grant has a different upper limit and i said the heritage one is is up yeah. to to 5, and one thing that people mightn't think about, and we have supported a lot of, for example, biodiversity projects in the last couple of years as well. So people have ideas of how they'd yeah. like to improve the biodiversity in their their area, for example. So we have supported some biodiversity kind of uh, projects as well. So happy to do that. That falls under natural heritage, you know.
0: You've mentioned individuals, uh, groups. Uh, is there requirements to, as to who can apply? Do you have to be an established body or can you just be an individual with a keen interest in heritage looking to i don't know set up some bird boxes for biodiversity' sake? let's say can it be as little as an individual just looking for some financial help with something
2: yeah, so we, we the heritage grant is open to individuals as well as groups. What we do ask is that there is a public benefit okay you know, to whatever, and a public engagement aspect to it so it has to have some aspect that is 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 sort of shouting about what it is if you know what i mean and and okay. giving people a chance to hear about what it is you're doing you know so some sort of public engagement aspect so for example we we've supported tidy towns groups or tidy district groups in doing in doing public walks mm. you know or public talks about the kind of work they might be doing so that's an example of how it needs to yeah it needs oh, to yeah. sort of amplify out into the community whatever whatever the idea
0: is and the tidy towns as well like that's another thing I wouldn't have thought would come under heritage like it really is quite a broad scope of a, a definition yeah
2: well, t- well tidy towns groups do incredible do. work and uh, tidy towns groups often have a heritage subcommittee oh yeah yeah so we've had many applications over the years from different tidy towns groups and tidy district groups as well as residence associations as well have applied and groups that are sort of focused on one particular thing as well, Do you know what I mean? So groups that have been set up for, you know, around a particular piece of heritage. Yes. Yeah, so we also have okay. submissions from from people like that. And I said individuals who maybe have
0: a sole purpose,
2: a book or a film that they'd like to make about a particular theme.
0: OK, and how much funding have you Given away. I know it's been over five hundred thousand was given away last year overall. Do you know how much mm. of that was given out in heritage grants to different individuals or groups, dear John?
2: Yeah, so we give out thirty thousand euro a year. Oh wow! In the heritage, yeah, yeah. So it's it's been that's been this well since I started anyway. It's been that it's been thirty thousand a year in and total. It was. Yeah, and we've gotten I suppose we've gotten sort of twenty twenty five applications okay every year you know not not everybody is successful, you know what I mean, but most most people have been who've submitted, you know
0: yeah, but the money is there for people and we're we're willing to give it away. we want to give this money away to the group yeah,
2: that's it, and then we also have information sessions so if people have you know the start of an idea but they'd like to discuss it with me or or any of of my colleagues here, you know we can come along to those information sessions and we're happy to to tease out you know the ideas together or advise you know steer let people um work with people to, to shape up the idea into something
0: and help develop a, a concept if somebody had kind of a, a rough idea of what they wanted could we help them establish or kind of iron out the, the details yeah. in and point them in a clearer direction is it
2: yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm always here. I'm I'm happy to help anybody with an interest in heritage, you know, mm. who has an idea. So I'm always happy to help anybody who's got an idea about heritage or a project they'd like to progress. So you can certainly contact me here at the council.
0: I suppose it'd be great for people who may not have a definitive plan, but they might have a, an interest or a a rough idea of something that could benefit and have that public engagement concept. If they wanted to get in touch with you, they can email, our Civic Hub would be able to get in contact with you and their email address is info at D-L-R-C-O-C-O I I had asked Ian this question earlier on and he's been in the council nearly 30 years now. You may not have the same answer because you've only came in in 2020, but I did ask him, has anything changed in the, the process of the grants as a result of the pandemic? I suppose, have you seen a change yeah. since your first year? You've now seen things ease off. Have you noticed a difference in the applications?
2: I think what's happening more recently is the focus on video, which is a really interesting way to talk about okay. heritage. You know what I mean? Because you can you can do things that are visual, you can do things, you know what I mean? You can bring in sound. And it's a very immediate way to communicate with people about a particular aspect of heritage. So that's... That may be, you know, as a result of and people being more comfortable accessing information online and digitally. We also obviously saw more outdoor events happening, you know, through the pandemic and then continuing afterwards. Mm. So we've seen some lovely citizen science events, you know what I mean, uh, around water in particular. So these are really lovely events that people can come to outside, enjoying the outside as well as maybe learning something, you know, about their local their local place. So yeah, I think that's it. I think that sort of ease with the online world, you know what I mean? Increasing ease with the online world is probably the biggest the biggest
0: change. I suppose professionally we've seen it in the, the council as well. There's been a much bigger shift to online platforms wherever possible for the, the, the likes of meetings or calls and it's handy having that medium. For the people mm-hmm. who do produce or make, use the, the grants to make short films are they available like where would be available to view afterwards when they are completed are they circulated and promoted by the the filmmakers themselves or do we have any involvement after that
2: well that's something that i'm hoping to build on you know i said i'm still fairly new in the role so i have a to-do list as long as my arm you know (laughs) as long as both arms but one of the things that i'd like to do is to start to actually gather in a lot of the work that people have done you know, availing of these grants and to to gather them together Hmm. into one place so that, and hopefully I'll get around, you know what I mean, to that in not too distant future so that somebody could come along and go, oh, what, you know, what have people been doing these grants and be able to come to one place and and sort of browse through some of the amazing work.
0: Well, I think that's it for me, Deirdre, unless there's anything else that you'd like to add yourself. Thank you very much for taking the time out of your busy day to shed some light on the, the... the aspect of heritage and the, its involvement with the, the grant scheme I've definitely I have a much clearer definition of heritage in my own head now after our quick little chat so thank you very much and uh, best of luck with all the applications that come in
2: thanks a million Cahill. lovely to talk to you
0: and you thanks for listening to this episode of insight thanks also to Ian and Deirdre for finding the time in their busy schedules to join me today and chat about the grant scheme do you have a local initiative that needs funding For more information on the grants and to apply online, go to dlrcoco.ie forward slash grants. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe and let people know about our podcast. It's available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts, and we upload new episodes regularly. For all the latest updates from the Council, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also visit our website and subscribe to the DLR Times at dlrcoco.ie. Dot IE. That's all for today. I hope you found it insightful.